I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here at Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare, we are all about helping a sister out, especially in her time of need. Chanel and I are now proud community ambassadors for Catherine House. We sure are a charity that provides crisis support and longer term accommodation for women experiencing homelessness in South Australia. We felt really pulled to Catherine House. They do some really beautiful work and work with some amazing women. And sadly, homelessness can affect anyone at any time. And it's not just about providing a bed for a night. It's actually working with our fellow sisters to end their homelessness for good. Don't look for a woman sleeping in the park with a cardboard box because you probably won't find her. It's the woman that's in the street that's probably picked something up that you've dropped or she's behind you at the Mm -hmm. checkout and then she's gone to sleep in her car. Yeah, they're the women among us, aren't they? They're the women among us. There are sisters that are walking shoulder to shoulder with us that you might not know. That's right. And if you'd like to know more about Catherine House, please visit catherinehouse.org.au. Welcome to Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare. The podcast for the mother who's flying by the seat of her shit mum knickers. (laughs) Shit mum. Yeah. We don't poo our pants. Well, clearly we do, which I will talk about one day. You'll hear about my poo pants story. (laughs) Can't wait. I know, thanks. We're talking about how we feel shit as mums. Yeah, when you have some shit mum moments, uh, when society makes you feel that way, when others make you feel that way. That's right. When when you indeed, your inner saboteur says, you're a shit mum. Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare. Hey, before we get into this, Chanel, mm. I got excited looking at the back end of our 
podcasting platform. Analytics. You know, the analytics, yeah. Well, you know, when you could see who's listening. Oh, right. So yes. many great people from around the world. Oh. Not individuals. We can't see your individual in- information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we can see your bank account details too. Thank you for that. Joanna from Iowa, <laughs> who's 33 with 10 kids. No, we don't know any of that. We can just see uh, where people are from. It's like a little heat map, isn't it? I lo- it is literally. They put they heat it up, don't they, on the yeah, map of yeah, the world. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're getting some action in India. Yeah. So where are we getting action? India. Shout out to anyone in India who's listening. Yes, indeed. Any others? Come on. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Canada. There's oh. obviously United States, the UK, and Ireland. Wow. A little, some little random places too that you think, wow, like Greenland. Wow. I know. But you know where I do want people to listen mm. is Iceland. We have no why? Icelandic people. Why? Why not? I know. No. Why? Okay. Why not? I see any people to great. But I'm asking why specifically you've picked Iceland because, out of any other country. Because it's very random. And I want someone like Björk. To listen to the exciting podcast. <laughs> so if you know someone from Iceland, can you send them the link? Because I want it, I want it to appear on a little heat map, a little spot on Iceland. You just want to sit and sit back in your chair all smug and go, Oh, I've achieved Thank everything you by listening. <laughs> Is that racist just to, to do imitate Björk? No. Okay. She might attack you because that's what she's like. Physically. She might actually take your head off your shoulders, but that's your problem. It's so a compliment. I love her voice. I do love her voice. Great music. Yeah, she is. She's a little bit wacky. She's going to kill you. <laughs> this episode is Shit Mom. Right. So we're talking, as you said, about being shit mum sometimes, how we all feel a little bit crap about what we're doing as our job um, as being a mum. Mm-hmm. Are we doing it right? Are we not? Constant battle. I don't know. No one has the answer, clearly, because there's lots of books being written about it, but no one's oh. really coming up with a solution. <laughs> no, no one is. They, they just kind of meander their way through and you've spent, you know, 30, 40 bucks on this book and then realised you still don't have the answer at the end oh. of it. Did you buy lots of books when you had a baby? No, I had one. I, I got the Save Our Sleep. Right, because I was sleep, need sleep. I'm a, I'm a bit of a monster if I don't have sleep. No, I didn't really buy any more. No. Because I always, I had people in my ear saying, don't read all the books. So I thought I won't yeah. read all the books. Unless it's specific on something like, you know, hypnobirthing or a specific topic like that, that's yep. fair enough. But no, I didn't. I kind of went with the whole theory, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Wing it. Wait, to, yeah, until something obviously comes up. Then we can address it and maybe do some research on it. But yeah, if you why research to. the problem that's not existing? I yet. feel like there's too much other stuff going on. Yeah, um, to then fill your head with all this other stuff. Please don't. But if you can muster up the task to read all those books beforehand, go you girl because go for it. I kind of just exited that one. Whatever you need to sleep at night. But yes, we all do feel a little bit shit. And I was just thinking about this episode this morning, Chanel, when um, we were doing the school run, the crazy school run. Yeah. And uh, Wolfie, right, he's really quite skinny. He's a skinny boy. He doesn't eat much. He's like his dad, right? He's just a bean pole. You yeah. know, he, like he sucks his stomach in and you can see the ribs and I'm like, come on, dude. You seriously. need to feed that kid more pasta. I'm like, what? A, yeah, more pasta and red wine, right? <laughs> so he's really skinny, which means his <laughs> pants, he's still wearing size three, four pants because they won't go up um, around his waist. They won't do up. Oh, yes. Right? And really baggy, like parachute. Yeah, they're legs. baggy, and which means they're slowly because he's tall as well, so it's coming up, his ankles. So he's got these short pants, but at least they fit. <laughs> so what I do, you know the little string on the inside of the school pants, the tracky pants that you can yeah, do yeah, up? Yeah. So I've done that up, but I think it's in a permanent knot. 
Now I've realised when I saw Wolfie going to the toilet. Couldn't get him down. Why he can't get them down. Um, why he doesn't like these pants. He pulls his, squishes his willy out of the pants. Oh, like no. He pulls it like. <laughs> and all this willy pops out the top of the pants. <laughs> And he can just pee over the top of the pants. So he's not You've even pulling them the, that tight. I've done them that tight. And oh. I went, oh, mate, I'm sorry. Mummy's sorry. <laughs> I'm a shit mum. I'm a shit mum. And I was talking with another mum who has the same problem with her skinny, her skinny um, kid. Shout out skinny kids everywhere. And she said, yes, I have the same problem with the, the pants. She goes, but that's why he undoes that little thing and he's constantly throughout the day pulling up his pants. So he's got oh, the opposite problem. So no. he can't win. Yeah, I know. And it'd be the same with little girls. That'd actually be a, a harder task because you've got to yank those things down, like push them down, don't you, like oh, the, the pants. Because, they're, because the, these pants are way too big. They are because you're buying, like you said, the bigger pants mm. so you can, you know, they can grow into them. Yeah, it's so fashionable. The happy embassy hammer pants. Didn't you call them that? <laughs> I did. Yeah, they are. Yeah, anyway. They're terrible. Oh, but that was my f- first little foray into the day of feeling a bit shit. Like I felt really sad for Wolfie. Like he was just going along with what I'd said oh, and I felt bad. You let him bad. down, didn't I you? I let him down in the pants department. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very superficial thing, you know, on that it level. Is. You know, it goes deeper. I'm going to up the ante now. Okay. This is when somebody makes you feel like a shit mum. Oh, yeah. Ooh. You've done nothing to have this come at you. This has come at you thick and fast. And Sad. Very, actually. And there's currently a bounty on this man's head. Should I tell you the oh, story? Oh, it's a man who oh, did it. Oh, yeah. Please. I can't wait to rip into him. What's his name? Desmond. Of course, Des. Desmond. Who's called Desmond? Well, this this asshole is called Desmond. Wow, she's really in. Oh, you there's no forgiving you, you here. You don't even know. You don't no, even know. No, I right. don't even know. Go, 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 go. Okay. Go, go, go. So I wasn't even in the room when this happened. So this is even worse. This has come secondhand to me. So we were up recently. Ollie was cutting his back molars. Some kids cut their teeth and they're absolutely fine. Some kids... It's an absolutely horrendous experience mm. for the child and the mother. Both my kids, terrible teethers. What about yours? I think okay. Okay, so there's the contrast there. I was having <laughs> thanks to thank you, thank you very much for joining me on that empathising with me. Not <laughs> so we were up quite a bit and we haven't had a lot of sleep. No. So Dan's had a first meeting. First cab off the rank, he's got a work meeting. He's walked in there. Desmond's greeted him. Good morning, Daniel. Uh, would you like a coffee? And Dan said, oh, that'd be great. I haven't had much sleep. And then he's kind of ushered over to the receptionist lady. It's like, well, how about you get off your ass, Desmond, and make Dan a coffee? Why does, oh, why does the lady have to, Yeah, he was all like, would you like a coffee? And then poor Dan. All the power yeah. of, of getting Renee to get you a coffee. Yeah, well, Renee's desk. given you the double daggers. You know, and you, oh, poor Dan. The double flipped the bird behind his back. Yeah, yeah, poor Renee. So he sat down and, and Dan must have yawned while poor Renee is trying to get this coffee for Dan. And he said, oh, well, why are you so tired? Dan said, oh, my, you know, toddler's kept us up a little bit last night. He's cutting his back teeth. And he said, oh, Daniel, I didn't realise um, you were a single father. Dan said, <laughs> Dan said what? I'm not a single father. I've married. He said, oh, well, um, where was your wife when this was going on? <laughs> Hang on, how old is Desmond? Oh, let's 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 clock him in at about sixty-five. Okay, yep. And he has said, "Where's your wife when all this is going on?" 
and Dan's kind of gone. Um, she was there too. And I think he was just pure shocked that someone had passed such judgment on me. That is shocking. It's, it's a bit terrible. You wouldn't expect that to come out of there. No, Desmond wind your neck in. So he turned around and said, I just assumed if your wife was there, she'd be getting up. Second one. <laughs> Second boom of like, what is this guy? Is he like verbal diarrhea? Oh verbal my God. insult? Misogynist. Poo so, face. So, yeah, misogynist poo face. So the dance turned around and said, well, in our house we all like to share the sleeplessness. So at least we all get a little bit of sleep so that one person is not severely deprived and the other person has had a full night's sleep. We just oh. help each other out. Felt like giving Dan a standing ovation. What did Desmond say? How was his response um, I think he to must that? Have, I, I think he just... Parked it and decided to, to talk about something work related because it was lovely too Renee it had was too walked in with Dan's skinny latte and that was about it. <laughs> Desmond, yeah, you wouldn't expect thing. that these days. Um, but so, so even... just cocksure of himself that he decided to pass judgment on where the hell I was waking up in the morning when my son's been crying all night for a teething issue. Was Dan? Did he? At, when he said that, are you a single dad, didn't he take a while to process he what did. he even he meant? absolutely like, did. Like, what do you mean? How do you draw? I wouldn't even know how to draw that absolutely. conclusion. No, and he did. Dickhead Desmond decided he would come in and re-explain because I just assumed that um, your wife was there, she'd be getting up. Oh, really? Is that what you assumed? Yeah, because you, you know so what's going in in my bedroom with the vintage linen quilt covers, don't you? You know what's happening. <laughs> it's probably why Dan's not getting much sleep because he's too worried about touching the bloody vintage linen. <laughs> getting that on. Oh, 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 I touched don't it. Don't want to get Chanel. it dirty. Sorry. He keeps waking up every 10 minutes <laughs> oh. to check himself. So there is indeed a bounty on Desmond's head. Oh, okay. How much so, are we putting oh, on there? Oh, mate, two bucks. Just get him. I'll pay oh, you. Oh, yeah, not even much. Not even much. But this was the thing. I'll Dan came free. home and it's like he was – it's like Dan felt dirty with this information. It's like oh. He came home and the first thing he told me was that. And oh. I've gone, did he? Now. Oh. Yeah, wow. So I've then decided, right, ring a Judy because I need to get this off my chest. Yeah. So I needed to just – I needed someone to be angry with me. So Dan came in to bat and defended me. Good man. I now needed someone to rubbish him to the hill because I just – I didn't know this man. I didn't know what he looked like. I've oh, never met him. You want to know, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did, I'm picturing what does he look like because he did just – Did Dan describe him? I did. I said, what does he look like? He was – he had a bold head, you know, the real shiny type where they obviously bick it with a bick razor. Oh, bick it. Is that what you call it? Yeah, where they – I don't know. Maybe. Did you make that up? That's good. I don't think I did. Maybe I've heard oh, it somewhere. I like it. Yeah, bick it. So, fick it, bick it. <laughs> you bick that. Bick that bold <laughs> noggin. Bick the bold noggin. Bick the bold noggin. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Bick the bold noggin. So, I, I actually, I just wanted to. Oh, I wanted to bash him. I wanted to just literally put a whole lot of laxatives in his next morning coffee and just oh, maybe let him Dan, have a good time. Dan could do that next now time. Now you can experience the ring of oh. fire, mate. Hey, Renee, would you mind getting a Desmond a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Slip him in there and watch him go <laughs> to the toilet a hundred times. Suck <laughs> shit, Desmond. Yeah, in your pants, Desmond. <laughs> Hope you poo your pants. Oh, so man. anyway, I felt I felt better and I th- the other thing I thought of was I'm going to talk about it on the podcast because I know that every mother out there is going to turn around and say, Desmond, you're a jerk. Jerk. 
I haven't heard that for a while. Jerk. All, all the American <laughs> listeners will, will be like, yeah, what a jerk. Oh, do you think American or other listeners would know around the world what a big shaver is? Oh, look, it's is just it Australian. It's a, it's a brand name of a razor where your hair is that bold. You've cl- you're bolding and you just feel the need to even it all up. Yeah, so yeah. what I want to do is, is slap Desmond's head, don't you? You walk in and want to go slap, slap, slap. I want to rub something like some hot oil on there. <laughs> just watch it burn. Okay, that's intense. I've made that up that clearly came out a little bit more intense. I don't want to do that to anyone, even Desmond. <laughs> oh, wow. Desmond. Anyway, we've rubbished him enough. I hope he's – I hope Karma's going to bite he's listening. him in the bum. Yeah, I hope Desmond's listening. I'm sure he's not because he's too busy working. And Renee, get a new job. Let's talk about yelling. Pardon? Yeah, yelling at the kids <laughs> constantly. I'm, and we know we do it. We know we shouldn't do I it. I don't want to do it. It's so necessary. But I don't understand any other way. <laughs> and I don't know the technique of going, darling, hi. <laughs> hi, look at me. Look at me in the eyes. Look, honey, could you just put your socks on? It would really make life better for both of us. Yeah. Do you understand how putting your socks on not only helps you, but also helps my, that no happy mummy. I can't do that all morning. I can't be that oh, person. No, and power to any mother that can be. Uh, one of my duties is a is a cool cat. She is just chilled, and I feel like I've oh, never heard wow. her yell. I only heard her yell once when her daughter ran into incoming traffic. Fair enough. Sometimes um, you've got to yell. You've got to yell for the that only reason. time. But I've known her for a few years, and that's the first time I've ever heard her yell was to save her daughter's life. Oh, that's and fair. fair enough. But any other time, I've not heard her really yell, and I'm like, "You've got this system." So oh. this brings me to something else. My next door neighbour. Okay. She's a mum of three. I was going to say it's not Desmond. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> He'd get all sorts of things thrown over his fence. Lemons, rotten lemons. Or dog poo on his doorstep that mm. I'm going to light on fire. And then, and then rub in his bald head. <laughs> anyway, God, forget Desmond. <laughs> We've moved on from Desmond. Desmond will be flogged at any opportunity. Um, so she lives next door with three kids and I've never heard her yell. And I'm petrified of what she must think of me. Maybe they have a double brick house and you can't – maybe she can't hear you either. Oh, I don't know. In the backyard. There's a few times where the window's been open and I've gone, I just – what have I looked like? Yeah. A shit mum. A shit mum yelling. I've lost my shit. I've only got two. She's got three. She's got one more than me to yell at. And I've never heard her yell. Maybe I'm they've like, beaten her down. Woman. Maybe she's lying down in the kitchen and they're jumping all over <laughs> her and she's given up the will to live. <laughs> like she's just like, I can't deal. Like, you know, so maybe that's what she's doing. Do you know what I'm dying for? What? To hear her lose her absolute shit one day and I'm just going to pass a red wine over the fence and go, welcome to the club. <laughs> Why don't you knock on her door and ask her, hey, Louise. Let it go. Do you I can lose see your you. shit? Often. You need to lose your shit, Louise. <laughs> I'm begging for it. Just like, can you please? I need to hear it. I'm going to go over. I'm going to give you five minutes to get ready. Power up, gear up. I need to hear it just to make me feel better. Yeah, and open all your windows and I'll open all of mine so I can hear the symphony rolling through. And, and I will sit there with a bowl of pasta and a red wine <laughs> and enjoy. I literally want her to join my yelling club. Yeah, I think we all think that we can hear each other. I don't think we can. Maybe if you, no, live, you live in a flat or something. Dan I don't know. will have been outside and he's like, I heard 
every word you said. There's no doubt the neighbours have heard you as well. And then I've gone, Ugh. Well, maybe. You know how our kids don't hear us? Maybe the neighbours don't hear us either. <laughs> <laughs> Selective hearing. They're like, I didn't hear anything. I wasn't paying attention. I don't know what the hell I want for breakfast. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Porridge or toast, whatever. Whatever. Just serve it up. I'll eat anything. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I hope. But it is the yelling. The yelling's a tricky thing. It's like it's necessary, but at the same time, how necessary? Then you get these ads popping up on Facebook that's like gentle parenting. Oh, yeah, and they I'm don't teach you not to yell. And oh. you've got this little defenceless child and this mother with the finger in its face giving the yell. And I'm like, I'm not that. I'm not Joan Crawford, monster <laughs> mum. I don't do that. And then it says, learn how to stop yelling. Find out now in this eight week course. It'll only cost you $1,000. And then there's all these comments. And oh. I'm like, man, they just make you feel crap, but then they don't give you the solution. They're no. good at doing or that. They bait you. This is what they do they bait you. It's called clickbait for a reason. Yeah. And I go to click and then realise I need my credit card details and I go, shut it down and I'll start yelling again. But have you ever you lost, well, you would have lost your top? Like where there's moments when I'm just sick of it and it's the, something, there's a straw that breaks the camel's back. I don't know that you've run out of dishwashing tablets or there's a dumb thing yep. sets you off and you go mad at your family and you say things that you know are not good. You might mm-hmm. even put a swear word in there yeah. and they're looking at you like, oh, my God, and then they start crying because you have like yelled. I'm talking like scary yell. Oh, I did that to Summer and you know what she called me? Stop being a monster, mum. Monster? What do oh. you mean? I literally, literally felt like Joan Crawford in it's that movie. Terrible. <laughs> if, you, if anyone hasn't seen that movie. Are you talking about oh. the old school movie? Mummy Dearest. Mummy. It's Mummy something, isn't it? Look up Mummy Dearest on Google and Joan Crawford and look at the images of her face. That is a scary mofo. <laughs> Am I she had, she had the chops to do that. Yeah, she clearly. She the chops, high cheekbones. Yeah. It helps. But... She called me monster mum and then I'm riddled with guilt. But before that moment, I'm walking around the kitchen banging things because I'm that angry and I want her to know that she's rolled me up to that level. Making a point. Does that. Making a point, yeah. Yeah. Slam the microwave door. Like what is in that? Who does that? Me. Yeah. When I'm in a mood yeah. and I'm stomping around the house. So then you get your phone. You glance at the screensaver that is their beautiful little face, don't you? And feel Looking terrible. back at you and then you go, what have I done? What are you? You're a shit mum. And then you label yourself because so many little things. You can go from having a cruisy day and then one massive thing tips you over and And then you're Hyde. What's the bad one? Jekyll or Hyde? Hyde. Jekyll. Isn't Jekyll the Jekyll, like the the baddie? That's called Jekyll. Okay. Or the Desmond. Then you're flipping your Desmond. Dr Jekyll and Mr Hyde. I think that's what it is. But yes, yeah, then you're Desmond and you don't know what to do with yourself. Yes, you do feel bad in those moments, but I, I do believe if you fix fix it afterwards, isn't it all about repairing? Yeah, they it say is. You and I repair. do. I always go, go in. Go in and say sorry. And if I feel like I've totally overreacted, I will go in and apologise and say, look, mummy's sorry for shouting, but you were naughty. Yeah, that's right. I got to tell her. There's a reason behind it. We're all human. We're not these and completely then I'll ask her, emotionless people. Do you know why mummy yelled at you? Just... Do you know why? And then she'll go, because I dropped something. No, no, someone. That's not why. And then I'll go through because, and then I think to myself, her brain's not at the level of understanding. I'm expecting her to be older in the mind, emotionally she, involved, and she's than not. Yet she is. So yeah. we, again, back to the other episode of Great Expectations, we were expecting them to be at a, another level of understanding sometimes and that's the tricky thing. Yeah. Because we've got so much going on in our brains, we're like, well, come on, just 
Give it the program, kid. In that moment. But all of that is a learning process for them, which mm. is what it's all about. They've got to learn some way. And they have to know that you're not this robotic person who has all the answers and can say everything calmly and, you know, you have this control over yourself. You're a human being. Mm. It's good to them that they see you getting upset yeah. or crying at a movie like we did at E.T., all four of us <laughs> on the couch on the weekend. But that's How good. lovely. Yeah, and they look at you. You know, your kids, if you're crying, they look at you and go, Bobby's crying. And then oh. they get really the Lion King still, again, previous episode, still cry at the Lion King. But do your kids cry at you crying when they see you cry? No. They don't. But I'll get a hug. Summer's, Summer and Ollie will hug me. Once I cried because I was so, I don't know what, I probably just wound up and I cried. In the pantry. Yeah. No, this was just, I just, I think I got so wound up that I just had some tears in my eyes and then Summer and Ollie wiped them away. I'm like... Oh, looking after the mum. Looking after mum. Yeah, but there's, then I want to cry more because my kids are wiping my eyes and I feel sad about that. I'm like, far out. Do you know, I have to be mom. careful that I don't emotionally manipulate my children <laughs> to, to feel sorry for me. Like I do yeah. sometimes the other thing where I get really sad. Look what you've made mummy really sad. Isn't that bad? Oh, but I do it oh though, sometimes, God, not all the not time. I know. But I also want her to know that there's consequences for whatever she's done. Mm. If she's been really naughty, I will say you're making mummy feel sad because you're doing this. This is what I'd like you to do. Yeah, but but what really hurts deep down is when have your kids ever said this? Wolfie has turned to me and gone, Mum, you're fuck. <laughs> and I got so sad. Yeah, I don't think he, he just knew fuck was a bad word and he was so angry at me, probably because he wasn't wearing pants or he couldn't get his pants off, I should say, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> he's gone, Mum, you're fuck. It's like oh, the way he said no. it. And, oh, he was in so much trouble. And then I played the whole sad card. You can't say that as well. Yeah. And then he knew and he oh, got, he cried oh. and said, Same here, like, Were yeah. Like, did that just tip you? Did that, that tip me? That's a know, tipping point. That's a tipping point. Where you, you know, when you go to a sideshow and you hit that big hammer and it goes, ding, 100%. But the best part is his grammar was completely incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> it's your ah fuck, Wolfie. P.S. Stay in your Mum, you're a fuck. <laughs> Full stop. The next bit of the shit mum segment is when you forget to do things with for your child. So I remember once I forgot to pack Summer's fruit at kindy when she was at kindy. Oh, yeah, the old forget the lunchbox or forget the fruit. Well, the fruit time first and then, then lunch. And then Summer said to me when I picked her up, I said, did you have a good day, darling? Yeah, yeah. Mum, you didn't pack my fruit. I went, oh, darling, I'm so sorry. And she, I said, what happened? She said, um, I went up and told the teacher that my mummy didn't pack my fruit and the teacher said just to sit there and have some water. Don't they have a spare banana they could throw at the kid? Come on. I don't know, but I was in. Oh, that's so sad. And then you picture them sitting down by themselves with their little. They couldn't be with their friends. They must be alone. Bottle and they're drinking it, and everyone else is and digging into their pineapple. I doubt they would have spare fruit because it's COVID stuff. You got to pack your own kids' lunch. No share fruit. There's none of that. You don't. Share your lunchbox with other kids that might have an allergy or or whatever. Yeah. So it, they actually gave the right information, but it was the fact that I'm picturing Summer sat so by herself because her rubbish mummy forgot to pack yeah. her banana. You're the worst. Yeah. That's like when Skylar's had like she said, I spilt my fruit all over the ground and it got all dirt on it and I couldn't eat it. Oh. 
That's your because fault. Yeah, because <laughs> it is your fault. My fault because I've given her a crap Tupperware container where, you know, you pull the lid off and the whole thing goes flying. Yeah, what a cry, don't it's you? It's the same thing. It is the worst. So lady. I then upped the ante and um, three weeks in a row forgot library books. Oh, the, the old forget the I'm so over I that drop, now. I drop, well, I'm Done. over it and I've got a system. So Summer <laughs> and I do it the night before. So we, I'm helping her to try and remember. Yep. But also I can't expect her to remember every week. So no. I went through a stage where I forgot three weeks in a row. Oh, wow. And the teacher looked at me. She went, again, forgotten them. I went, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I'm taking Ollie to kinder gym after that. And all I could think about was these goddamn library books. So then I've got to go home, get the library books, come back, get Ollie out the car, go into the front office, drop the book. It's, it's a saga. I mean, I've done it. That's fine. And I'm riddled with guilt, so I have to get my ass in there. Yeah. But the fact that I've forgotten three weeks in a row, I'm feeling like a rubbish. I'm like, why can't I remember? Why can't I get my crap together? It must be the 40 million other things uh, of the emotional load that you have in your head already yeah. that you're trying to deal with. Yeah. So maybe library books are kind of lower down on the priority list, lady. They were. But fruit, forgetting fruit and someone just has to sit there and have water. It'll make her stronger. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> It'll get her, you know, she'll be like, fruit, oh, look, I can survive without fruit. I tried it yesterday when mum forgot. She taught me a lesson I'll never forget. (laughs) Then she's like 40 and I don't know why she talks like that when she's 40. She's going to have to unpack it with a therapist later. That time my mum forgot fruit and I was alone. (laughs) Why do you find fruit triggering, Summer? (laughs) Well, it all started at kindy. When I had to have water and everyone else had fruit. From that moment on. Actually, I have a memory about fruit. Can I tell you my fruit memory? It's got nothing to do with anything. I'll tell you. In year two, my friend Lena, who was Swedish at school, we were all sitting around and it was a private girls' school so everything was very disciplined and it was her birthday. And, you know, you could bring a cake in back then, a whole cake, but she didn't. She bought in chocolate dip strawberries. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. For 1985, that was actually quite, wow, you can really party. (laughs) The Swedes were doing fun (laughs) things like that. We weren't ever dipping anything in chocolate until, like, last year. So, yeah, she was doing that and you got to have two, right, and it was passed around two, two chocolate dip strawberries and you're sitting there quietly in a circle. So lame. And I got one and I missed out on my second one and I put my (laughs) hand up and said, excuse me, I only got one. Now, all the kids turned on me and went, no, you didn't, Tamara, you got two. Oh, they did it? Yes, I got only one. To this day... I got one and I did not lie and then the teacher didn't believe me and she did not give me a second strawberry dipped in chocolate. So- Selena Burncliffe's birthday. <laughs> so chocolate-covered strawberries are a trigger for you now or you see yeah. one and you go, oh. And I'm not joking, you. Chanel, they freaking are. <laughs> Do you know when I see them, if they're on a platter, I grab a handful, like six of them. Yeah, yeah. screw you lot. Why is your friend Tamara like emptied the whole lot into a handbag and, and walked out? Why is her hand covered in melted chocolate? Because <laughs> you can't eat them quick enough. <laughs> see, so I'm just saying maybe it could be a trigger, but it probably won't be. Oh, Summer. <laughs> Look, I feel like we move mountains for our kids. We just, we, there's nothing we don't try and do for them seriously. So when we don't meet those ridiculous, ridiculous expectations we place upon ourselves we feel like we're a bit rubbish at our job yeah 100 percent. which is not fair and then when the likes of desmond chimes in and says absolutely useless advice we take that on board and we wear it real heavy so what happens the next night then i have to get up every time dan's like don't worry about him 
Like just he can't dictate your life, lady. Yeah. <laughs> so what did I did tell Dan? Well, if you're so good at it, you get up and do all that. No, I didn't. No, you didn't give him a hard no, time. No, I just no. He Dan stuck up for me. Good boy, Dan. Desmond, piss off. You know what? Desmond can go hang out with Ronnie. <laughs> Ron. They can all hang out together. We're getting a list, a blacklist, if you will, of these people. I'll tell you who's on it. Ron. Ron. Desmond. Desmond. Desmond's actually at the top at the moment. Um, he's surpassed Ron. And we've got Rhonda with her pro raps. Oh, Rhonda with her pro raps. She's she taken quit. too fucking long in the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've also got one more. The guy at the um, the airport who was judging yeah, mum. Yeah, judging mum. The judging mummers. We yeah. don't need you. You're Facebook fourth. guy. Yeah, your Facebook guy's on fourth. He's on there. We're yeah. adding him to the list. Their list is growing. The list is growing. It's Look, it's terrible. You, you better be careful, anyone out there, that you don't end up on the list. <laughs> They're not bloody listening. All our well, listeners are the goodies. Yeah, but our listeners will tell us about them and we will put them on the list. Hey, if you do have someone, can you email us motherhoodabeautifulnightmare at gmail.com and tell us about this useless taking up space person. Excellent. Who's not helping mothers one iota. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare is produced by Soundball Productions and hosted by Chanel Franklin and Tamara Linky. We would love to hear from you, so please email us on motherhoodabeautifulnightmare at gmail.com or just for kicks, check out our website at motherhoodabeautifulnightmare.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode of Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare and can find two minutes in between managing those little nutters, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Hey, word on the street is it helps people find us. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.